Thank you for downloading the Flixsters podcast. On this week's episode, black characters were kind of secondary. This movie has, you know, African Americans at basically the forefront. They are, it's their story. And just, I think it fell a little bit flat. Like there was one moment, I'm going to lie, there's one moment where I kind of almost fell asleep and then a bit of action happened to wake me up and I was like, oh, phew. This is the bit, the, the forest fight scene. It was just, it was a bit lacking. It wasn't shit. But it was just a bit lacking for me, a little bit lacking. I don't know why though. When I whilst I was watching the movie, I just wasn't feeling it like I have felt, like watching the countless other Marvel movies. And you know, we're back, folks. And uh, this is going to be. Listen, look, man, we've been waiting for Eternals for what feels like yeah. eternity, man. Seriously, this is just like been ages, right? Being delayed over a no year because it was meant to be out November 2020 originally. I think yes. so. It's a clean year delay. It has been a long time. And listen, the hype's been like legit about this movie, right? Because and and sometimes when you kind of like you know you you have so much hype surrounding a movie and like you know film director and you just want it yeah. to be so good and stuff like that. And yeah, we're gonna get into the whole eternal stuff. We're gonna break it down for you. We're also, if we've got time, I hope we've got time, we're going to be speaking about The Harder They Fall, which is mm, this new yeah. Netflix movie, which is a great, great movie, by the way. I'm just going to preempt that. And um, obviously the film news and, you know, new and streaming and new trailers. But listen, look, let's get into this because there's a lot to yep. get through, a lot to unpack. So Deval, take it away. Who are we shouting out? Yeah, so first couple of shout outs go to our very own Zakrov. There you go, Zakrov. I'm sure he's cooking spicy yep. something right now. Uh, and what was the, the shout out this week? I think it was to do with horror films, I yeah. believe. I'll just double check. But I know he does love all kinds of films, all kinds of hidden gems. And he shouted out uh, some horrors. Also shouted out that he really can't wait to see Last Night in Soho. We, we reviewed that last week. I'm sure he's heard it. No spoilers. But yeah, he's really looking forward to that. Next shout out goes out to Cloud Watcher Uno. He was basically asking about how Last Night in Soho was, uh, but he loves all kinds of horror films. Uh, so watch out for that. He's also got a really great event. Go check out his uh, Instagram, Cloud Watcher Uno. He's got an event happening on the 18th of November. Uh, like I also say for Cloud Watcher, eclectic music. And he's going to have a live event in London. So if you're in London, go check him out. Uh, next shout out goes out to Nina Artism. So. She uh, mentioned the week before about her top horror films, and she's just saying she loves, she loves the idea of uh, Antlers and Last Night in Soho and The Night yeah. House, which is, actually, which is actually on Disney Plus right now, actually. So yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, so I think those are this week's shout-outs, you know? Those are this week's, I think. I'm missing anyone else. Uh, Sorry, did you say The Night House is on Disney Plus? Yeah, it's on Disney Plus. Yeah. Wow. I didn't realize it until after I watched it. Yeah, that was uh, a quick turnaround. <laughs> people are thinking, so how did we watch it then? <laughs> well, I watched it. <laughs> but you know what? This week's With our eyes. <laughs> exactly. But you know what? That, this, this brings us to this week's competition. This week's competition, I just mentioned Disney Plus. It's a good one. This week, we're asking for the same thing. All you got to do is write <laughs> white. <laughs> Looking at Jonathan Ross here. Write us a review. <laughs> Write us a review, please. Uh, and then let us know about it. Uh, you know, post a review. Say what you like about us. Hopefully good. And uh, let us know you posted the review and we will send you, actually. This time is different. You're not going to get a cinema ticket. You're not going to get back in We're going to give you six months free. <laughs> Listen. Six months free, Disney Plus. You Mate. just can't beat it. You've also you got to be a follower. It. You've also got to be a follower of the, yep. the Flicksters on Instagram and, you know, all that as well. And you've got to post a review. Uh, post a review. So there's a couple more, one more thing you've got to do, but you go, you know, just, it's easy to do. Just click follow, this, isn't it? You know what? This is, this is the best. Which other film podcast <laughs> exactly. show do you get these giveaways, ah. man? No, man, Aye. seriously. Seriously. We should free. be... Whew. We should have thousands and thousands of followers. Um, <laughs> no, nah, seriously, get onto it. And mm. um, that Disney Plus subscription could be yours and you could be yeah. watching The Night House. You could be watching the whole mm. Marvel. Boba Fett lot, when it um, comes out. You know, Hawkeye um, when it comes out. 
Best Shang-Chi time to have Disney next Plus. week. Shang-Chi next week. Damn. Okay. Get on to it, folks. Um, it. Yeah, get on to it. All right, okay, let's do movie news to Val. Now, yeah. you mentioned this Christopher Nolan, well, this kind of like new Christopher Nolan movie that's kind of being worked upon uh, behind the mm. scenes, like Oppenheimer and stuff. Yeah. But yeah. Matt, this this cast list, man, this is sounding great. What is it? Yeah, I mean, already, I mean, you think you schooled me on Oppenheimer. <laughs> Am I saying it right? Oppenheimer. Yeah. Uh, you schooled me on who it was. It's the person or one of the people that, you know, created or sort of brought about the atomic bomb and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but in internals we'll see someone else was involved in that <laughs> but anyway <laughs> but uh, yeah so the, the cast list is now grown already we had uh scarecrow what's his name from batman um uh, killian 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 murphy now we've got uh, robert downey jr emily blunt matt damon so yeah killer lineup and let's see just how good this movie is going to be when it comes out in a couple of years yeah time. And yeah. you know what? People listen to this, they might be thinking, what, Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr. being mm. in a kind of like dramatic role. But remember, this yeah. guy, has, he's done drama. Yeah, he's done, he's done Charlie Chaplin. He's done... Yeah, he was Oscar uh, nominated. Yeah, all kinds of films before Marvel. Marvel, like the stuff that he started doing after he sort of went downhill. But he, he's a respectable actor. You've got Iron Man there. You've got, uh, what's the name from um, Live, Die, Repeat? What's that film called again? Oh, uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow, she's gangster. Also, Sicario. She's wicked. You've got Jason Bourne in there. Come on, man. <laughs> this is crazy, <laughs> crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, another thing that's crazy is they've shut down production oh. on Black Panther, uh, Wakanda Forever. So what's going on? So listen, Deval, um, so they were basically, this is, she had a pretty bad injury, right? And this yeah. is this was like a while ago, wasn't it? You mentioned it. I think you mentioned yeah. it a little while ago. Yeah. I didn't realize it was so bad though, because like you just said, they've shut down their set. Production. Yeah, production stopped. So when that happens, it means something more, you know, serious has happened. But you know what also that means? She's mm. such a key figure in the movie. Uh-huh. What does oh. that do? She's basically in, she's going to be in every single scene. And what the rumor hey. is, is that she is, I mean, is hey. it a really, it, is it really a rumored? Like, is it kind of surprised she's going to be the new Black Panther? I think that's what it is. Oh. The rumor is that she's going to be the Black Panther and Namor, which you've spoken about so yeah. many times. Yeah. Namor is going to be the villain of the piece. So, um, Ooh. Okay. It it makes sense though, I reckon. But listen, look, they shut down production. She's hurt her. She injured her arm and everything. And at first people weren't so sure about whether or not it was serious, but apparently it is serious. Mm. And like that was back in August and now we're in November okay. flipping out. But they had no heart shaped herb for her then, no? <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, Deval, I want to speak about this next piece. All right. Doctor Strange 2. We know this is going to be yeah. a mad movie because it's in the title. It's been delayed. So if you didn't know that, that might be some news for you. Uh, in this delayed in sense that it's still coming out in the same year, but just by a few months, right? It's delayed, Deval. Yeah, that's right. Now let's speak about the villain or villains. There might be more than one villain in this piece. I kind of sent you a message about this. But yeah. let's speak about this kind of, I still don't know much about this villain, man. Who, who is this villain and what? Shulogorath. Like... Shulogorath. <laughs> he's, 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 he's like one eye. He's got an eye, like, like, like a cyclops. And he's like an yeah. octopus. No, not an octopus. More like a starfish, yeah. So he looks kind of like the creature that we saw in the Suicide Squad. Kind of like that, but a really smaller version. But he's not too dissimilar in the fact that he's got some powers just like that as well. I really love some of the powers that he has. Energy projection, wow. reality manipulation, shape-shifting, levitation, teleportation, immortality. He's got vast mystical powers. And that's where it really aligns him with none other than Doctor Strange. In the comics, Doctor Strange and Shumagorath have had you know battles for many, many years. Shumagorath looks weird but he is weird. <laughs> in the movie, it's said that Shimogarath is on the hunt for America Chavez because she has the power to teleport between different multiverses. And I think he, Shimogarath, is now looking for that ability. Oh. He's trying to capture uh, America Chavez. Doctor Strange is obviously going to try and protect her because if Shimogarath has the ability to teleport between multiverses, that's the next level of omnipotence 
that you know that will become him. So <laughs> this it's is gonna mad. Be- <laughs> this is mad. Seriously, check this out. Some of his <laughs> aliases are Conqueror of the Midnight, the Void. <laughs> Made fle- the void made flesh, the withering devourer. I mean, you can't go and, and the one that you just said, the unclosing eye. <laughs> the unclosing eye. You can't gonna get worse than that. Eye. This is like that constant. <laughs> that sounds like devour. Like with his the, his eye. Um, Sleep with one eye open, mate. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, man. This is going to be mad. We don't know. Like, again, uh, I mean, it's rumor. But mm. on this show, you know our rumours come out true because we yeah, kind of broke yeah. the Will Poulter news there, by the way. So listen, yeah. So we'll kind of um, keep an eye on this one. And I think that's going to be a mad movie. And remember, yeah. Spider-Man, who is going to be coming to the screens very, very shortly. And mm. Doctor Strange is going to be in that as well. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. All right. And let's speak about another villain or, well, yeah, another villain maybe or another character. Deval, brace yourself for this. Um, Jim Carrey mm-hmm. could be joining the MCU. What? Now, um, this is... In what capacity? Pray tell. As a villain, as a villain, uh. and the villain could be MODOK. Now, I mean, I don't know much mm. about MODOK. I mean, but from what I've gathered, the guy is... the. Is, strange character like i've seen drawings of him like this green yeah. little thing and like you know looks pretty strange jim carrey can do strange right come on if there's anyone who can do strange he, it's him he can do strange uh modok i mean i know there's there's, there's, there's like a uh, animation on disney plus yeah. at the moment of modok yeah. uh and modok's a weird thing he looks like like he looks, he looks like a head uh, he kind of he's got these little legs uh <laughs> What does he stand for? He stands for uh, mental or mobile or mechanized. I think m- most of the time it's mechanized organism designed only for killing. That's what MODOK stands for. That's uh, mad. But yeah, he's got some. He's got some powers on him. He's got. He's got mad intelligence. Uh, he has uh, psionic powers, so a bit like Psylocke in right. X Men. Yeah. Ability to calculate all. Um, all possibilities basically so damn he's mad clever genius level intellect so he just wants to kill people and he's just yeah and he's part of a uh, aim as well you know advanced uh ideal mechanics uh the people that we saw a little bit in iron man 3 so he's kind of linked to those people but modok jim carrey i could see it but i just yeah. i'm wondering how they're going to manifest it how's he going to look is he going to look comic book, you know? Exactly. But they, exactly. Cause he's a green little thing with big round head or whatever. But yeah. the thing is they're saying that his, uh, an incarnation could appear in She-Hulk. Oh, okay. Start off. Yeah. Okay. Starting off with She-Hulk and then it kind of, that kind of role could kind of like, you know, expand into other areas. And mm. maybe, maybe they're doing this now to focus a lot on the villains develop, because obviously for the last 10 years, we've just had the heroes and, you know, some, you know, one, excuse me, one, one or two kind of like, you know, Thanos obviously being the best villain yeah. that we've seen. Yes. Um, maybe they need more great villains and, mm. you know, great actors to kind of fulfill those, uh, those roles. Mm. So we'll see. Okay. We'll keep you posted on that one. Right. And listen, look, we're going to round off our movie news with this final piece. Um, so Deval, remember we spoke about it on the show. There was this Western movie being made starring Alec Baldwin called Rust. Mm. And unfortunately someone passed away on the set of that, the cinematographer, well, yeah. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, he has come out and obviously he said, look, it's, it's sad news. It's, it's bad what's happening. But basically why the, basically also turning around and saying why the F is this shit still happening? Because it was a live, mm. I didn't know this. It was a live round. Serious? It actually was then. That's what I couldn't it understand. Was. I couldn't understand. Why the live rounds on set? I've, this is the enigma of the whole thing, which is what they're still investigating. And allegedly, it, 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 it's, it's a live round and The Rock has turned around and, and he vows, this is what he's had to say, he vows never to use real guns on set mm. again. It's just like crazy. Like, um, he says, I've known Alec for a long time. I can tell you without an absence of clarity here that any movie that we have moving forward with seven bucks productions, any movie, any television show or anything we do or produce, we won't use real guns at all. And then it just, I was just thinking, but how, so they'd be making movies with real guns. Mm. 
from what I understand, what I thought was that they have real guns, but they have blanks inside them. Blanks in them. I think they yeah. have the authenticity of a real gun, the whole weight and the feel and the look of it. But uh, I thought it was blank. So to hear that there was a live round, yeah, that's, that's crazy. I don't know what's it's going on. It's crazy. It's crazy. And like, we, we, we must add, look, it's very, very rare. Um, but I think there's going to be a change in the, the oh. way that Hollywood makes movies, man. I reckon it's going to be a yeah. case of like, they're going to go like, you know, not having real live rounds and real guns oh, yeah. or whatever. So yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, keep your eyes on that one. All right, Deval, let's move on to streaming. <clears throat> now, um, yeah. so two brand new releases out on Netflix. Uh, first one is Midnight Mass, and I haven't had the chance to watch this. Mm. But yeah, what can you tell us about this? Yes, yeah, so I blitzed this uh, during the week. Uh, obviously, the sort of spillover of Halloween. I thought, like, let me get something a bit more scary up in the place, you know? So I thought, let me see this on Netflix. Uh, it's Mike Flanagan, who brought us uh, The Haunting of Hill House, Bly Manor. Uh, Gerald's Game, among others. Was he into the tall grass? I can't remember. Oh, but yeah, uh, but anyway, yeah. So it's it's literally like a, a show, seven uh, seven episodes long, pretty much nearly an hour an hour long each episode. It's got a lot of the same cast from Haunting of Hill House and right. Blind Manor. Literally the same cast, filled over with a few new people. It's about a a small town on an island in America somewhere, and. Uh, they're a very religious town, very small town. Everyone knows everyone. And a uh, priest, uh, he, go, he goes missing and, and another priest returns in his place. And this priest is a bit weird. Weird things weird. happen. Yeah, weird things happen around the village. When I say weird, weird, good, weird, bad. But one thing that happens is one of the uh, young girls in the village, she's, uh, there was an accident a few years ago and she can't walk anymore. She's in a wheelchair. And then uh, the priest, like, the moment where he says to her, come to me, come to me. And then she gets up and walks and then different miracles start to happen. But then you realize these miracles are also, they're born of a dark, dark nature. Oh and there's a God. price for those miracles. <laughs> so yeah, it's a bit of a madness. So you think it's good, but there's a dark, dark price to be paid. Damn. Like uh, what's his name said in Dark Strange, the debt will be paid or paid. something like that. Yeah. yeah Baron, Baron, what's his name? Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's 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 a, it's a decent sort of horror, dark show, worth a watch. I liked it, uh, and yeah, Mike Flanagan again doing his usual thing. So yeah, worth yeah. a watch. He's doing well for Netflix over there. Yeah. And the other one now, listen, this next piece devout. I had a choice obviously over the weekend, which was to mm. watch Army of Thieves, which is the new, which is the prequel to um, Army of the Dead, or yeah. watch Harder They They Fall. And I was like. Okay. Um, I'm going to go for Harder They Fall. Harder They Fall, I, okay. Yeah. But I mean, Army of Thieves is definitely on my watch list. It's definitely there because I've heard some good stuff about it. But listen, yeah, man, what can you tell us about this? No, do you know what? You're right. It's, uh, I, I literally just finished it this morning. I had to watch yeah. it in bits. Like I watched it over like two, three days. But it's a fun It's a fun film. It's just over two hours long. It stars, uh, I want to get his name right, but I don't know if I will. But it does star... <laughs> the German the, guy, The German right? guy, yeah, who is, his name is worth saying, actually. Is uh, Matthias. Uh, hmm. Yeah, his first name's Matthias. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's a good actor. <laughs> uh, Natalie Emmanuel's in it from Game of Thrones. Um, uh, his name, uh, Guz Khan, who's a man like Mobin. He's big in the yeah, UK, yeah, like yeah, yeah, comedy yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. and all that. Yeah. So nice little cast there. And it is a prequel, a direct prequel to Army of uh, of of. Uh, of the Army of Darkness. Army of the, de- Army of Dead. Army, Army of the Dead. Dead. Sorry, Army of the Dead. Yeah. So Zack Schneider. But the funny thing is, yeah, is that Matthias, the German guy, he's a good actor, you know? He's a good actor. Mm. He makes me laugh. He's quirky. He's exactly how he was in Army of, uh, Army of the Dead. Army of the Dead, this yeah. is before, so he's not so, maybe he's not so burnt in that right. way. He's sort of been through a few things. But do you know what? He's also the director. I had no idea. Nah. He directed wow. and starred in this film. The guy's like, he's quite young. He's got, a, he's got his own production company. He's very, very big in Germany. He's uh-huh. a really good, yeah, he's, look out for him. Not, only 1981, so he's like 39 or something. Damn. But yeah, he's good. He's good he's good show. younger than me, man. Um, <laughs> so what, so he, um, so this has, has this got zombies in it? Mm, well, good, good question. Uh, this is, I don't know how long it is before the zombie film, but it's before. Uh, and basically he's a, he's a master from, from a young age is sort of 
studied about safes and stuff like that. And he's learned how to crack safes. They they form a team, just like you see in the trailer, they form a team to go cracking saves. Natalie Emmanuel's character is like the leader. And in the, what you see in the background and some of the news reports during the film, oh, you see right. the reports of the zombie breakout. And like one of the one of the security guards is saying, Oh yeah, Zach Zach Efron's a zombie now. They're like, oh <laughs> sort of thing, you know. The, the, yeah. the zombie breakout has already happened. Right, it's happening right, right, in, right. in the background. Okay, this. gotcha. So yeah. That answers the question. And um, yes, does it, good, is, is there going to be another one? It sounds like as if there There's could be another one, right? space for another one. There is space for another one. That's all I'm going to okay. say. Yeah. All right. Wicked. All right. Yeah. No, I'm definitely going to be watching that. Uh, all right. Okay. Let's check out and Zach trailers. Schneider also co-wrote it as well. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Zach Schneider's involved. Yeah. Because this is, yeah. I think, his like, um, zombie universe thing, which is what yeah, he's working yeah, with yeah, Netflix yeah. on. So yeah, I reckon there's going to be more. All right. Okay. Let's check out new trailers devout and... The Book of Boba Fett. Mm. Okay, so Deval, what are we looking, what are we talking about over here? This is coming out at the end of December or the middle of December? 28th, after Christmas, before New Year. 28th or 29th, one of them. So yeah, so just after your Christmas food is digested and you think, yep. oh yeah, New Year's You've coming. Nope. The Book of Boba Fett comes first. What a name. I know, yeah. What a name. The Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, so this one is... Again, set just after the events of Mandalorian season two. And we see Boba Fett and uh, I always forget the lady's name, but Ming-Na Wen's character. Uh, they're obviously now taking over uh, Jabba the Hutt's sort of, you know, domain. And yeah, so now they have to, you know, take care of it. They have to manage the business. Jabba the Hutt is a, is a low-down, dirty you know, scoundrel, <laughs> muggling <laughs> spice and all things nice. And uh, he has to now manage all his contacts. And But he, in, in the trailer, you see that there's Boba, uh, Boba Fett, says that Jabba the Hutt ruled with fear. Mm. Now he wants to rule with respect, I think he says. Oh, okay. Uh, so he wants to do things slightly differently. So yeah. it's a bit of a spin on the character that we thought was totally, totally evil. No, but he's got a bit of a, you know. A bit of a, well, remember, I thought in, in The Mandalorian, I thought he was going to double cross. Um, mm, mm. There was a bit in there where I thought he was going to double cross, um, what's his name, Jin Jarin. Um, yeah, Mando. Know, um, yeah. yeah, Mando. I thought he was going to double cross him. But then he, he didn't. I was like, okay, yeah. And then we kind of see, if you haven't, if you don't know the setup, you got to go back and watch season two of The Mandalorian. But yeah, Boba Fett's in it. He helps him uh, Mando out and stuff. And there's kind of like a whole big battle thing in there. And it's looking good. Can't wait for this. Um, and then do we know if there's, is this a one-off, Deval? Is this, am I hearing it's a one-off? Hard to say. I don't know. Sometimes you might get a spillover between, you know, characters and series. Just like we saw Boba Fett enter Mandalorian. Maybe another series down the line, he might enter someone else's. I just don't know. But, you yeah. know, you can catch it all on Disney Plus, like you said. And if you write us that review, you, you can, can be watching it. Disney Plus for six free months. of charge. All right, okay. <laughs> the other trailer, let's get through this one. Now, um, speaking of delayed movies, Deval, this mm. movie was supposed to come out last year as well, right? Yeah, yeah. This was supposed to come out last year. Uh, so, when was it supposed to come out last year? It was like, uh, oh my gosh. October? Was, Sony, they usually do their ones October time, was it? October, time, was you're it? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Maybe, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah. September, yeah. October time, but Morbius... Mm. Uh, is this kind of expanding yeah. the the kind of the Sony Marvel universe? Yeah. And you know what? Um, they, they they do this thing now. Sony do this thing now where it's like uh, they plaster the word Marvel on their trailers, and it's almost like as if they're piggyback, uh, you know, yes. piggybacking, uh, you know, uh, you know, on um, the Marvel success, which I'm yeah. a bit annoyed about. But okay, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. But um. I wasn't, I'm not like kind of like hugely kind of like, oh wow, I've got to watch this movie. But I've got to say, watching the trailer, I was like, okay, that choice of music, uh, they play um, a, a song from the Lost Boys, kind of like a different mm. version of the song from the Lost Boys. That's, a vampire. That. That's a vampire film, isn't That's it? That's a vampire film. And um, they're really kind of selling this one. So yeah, like when we first saw the trailer for Venom, we were like, okay, yeah, we'll see what happens. And like, you know, it wasn't like an instant classic and the same thing could be about Morbius as well, right? Yeah, I think it did give us a lot more than the first trailer. Yeah. It showed us a bit of humor. It showed us a bit more of his powers. The special effects seem to be, you know, completed in all these scenes and 
it looks like a ready-made movie now. We saw a bit of comedy where he says, oh, I am Venom. And it goes to show that he knows who Venom is. Even yes. in the trailer, they talk about the incident in San Francisco. And we see, uh, uh, I'm Batman. Uh, what's his name again? <laughs> um, uh, Keaton. Yeah, Michael Keaton. We see Michael Keaton Keaton's character say to him, let's keep in touch. That's also linking to the possibility of, of? Sinister Six and all that yes. kind of shit, you know? And yeah. some sort of collaboration. But yeah, it's like, this one, I've, I've got a funny feeling this could be better than Venom. That's what better I think. Better than Venom, might, yeah. That's what I think for me personally. Yeah. Venom for me didn't really do it. Yeah. yeah but Michael yeah. Morbius is a deep character. I like him. In the Spider-Man cartoons, he was wicked. Was wicked. He was, was wicked. wicked. Yeah. Spider-Man yeah, cartoons. I loved wicked. it. It was really good. Yeah. There's a bit in this trailer where he's kind of like, you see the... The, the the ugly side of him and stuff and I thought mm-hmm. okay yeah this is going to give some this is going to give some yeah. chills to some kids man when they see yeah. this so definitely yeah. yeah listen look we'll wait and see um when is this coming out again January I think it's late January 2022 late so January. not too too long two three months as soon as it comes out we'll be reviewing it and we'll be obviously letting you know about it and uh, until then go check out the trailer it's on YouTube and let us know what you think on our Instagram page alright let's check out Anniversary Corner Devaldo now this movie from 2011 kind of um, a great introduction to a huge Marvel character from the comic books you know kind of our introduction to Chris Hemsworth although we had seen Chris Hemsworth in kind of other roles before smaller roles whatever but this is kind of Chris Hemsworth kind of like arrival into Hollywood and yeah. into the MCU. So this is Thor. And um, i got to say, I had a great, huge fun watching the movie. Mm. I really liked Kenneth Branagh's directing, the way he kind of imbibed it with this kind of Shakespearean kind of mm. like, you know, uh, he kind of gives it that kind of gravitas. But, you yeah. know, there's lots of action in there. <laughs> Loki, that relationship that is kind of, you know, there as well. You know, I thought it was a great Marvel movie. Mm. Ten years. Can you imagine? Ten years has gone past since it came out. Crazy. Uh, and it's like Marvel's has gone from strength to strength. And uh, yeah, you're right. It was a good movie. Great movie. Uh, great villain, Loki, who I'm so glad they didn't kill off. Uh, uh, you, you talk about it being Shakespearean and Kenneth Branagh's sort of status. So Anthony Hopkins was in this as well. Yes. Uh, Natalie Portman, obviously she's a Harvard graduate. You know, we've got the uh, Stellan Star... Stellan, Stellan, Stellan Skarsgård, who we recently saw in Dune. He's actually, he's done a lot of great, great films, you know. Kat Dennings, Idris. Don't forget Idris is there. Idris as uh, Heimdall. As Heimdall, giving us the view from up above. Uh, yeah, great film, man. I, I really like this film. And it gave us a really good sort of springboard to the rest of Marvel, really. So, mm. yeah, I can't really complain. Um, looking back, Deval, I'm just looking at these figures over here. It mm. did 400... Looking back now on reflection, 450 million, mm. considering kind of like, you know, the Iron Man movies and the Avengers movies, that's yeah. like, you know, you're looking about billions over there. 450 is kind of like, you know, decent. But Quite conservative, but I think because of the timing of when it, Venom Marvel wasn't that. Marvel is, what Marvel is now, it wasn't then. It hasn't gathered all the momentum, yeah. all the people, all the followers that it has now. It didn't have then. So I think yeah. then, with, a, with that 400 million, it's all the hardcore people. Mm. and then the, the other 400 million on top to make it 800 million that'd be all the you know the, the add-ons the tag-alongs the people that you know <laughs> the, I think the, the hardcore people Look at are the people man. they need He's to remember it down, man. it's true they need to remember the hardcore people that built the foundations for Marvel to be what Marvel is today and then true. before that even you have the comic book people who before before the movie people yes so it goes back and back and back you know yeah. The Blade people. Remember people who went out and watched yeah, Blade, go. man? There and you go. Keep Blade on the tip of your tongue, mate. We'll be talking about him. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> and if you haven't seen Thor, I mean, again, yeah. you could, if you, you obviously Disney write Plus, a review, eh? <laughs> Disney Plus, like uh-huh. you could win that. You could be watching it. Um, but yeah, you should definitely be watching the movie. All right, okay. Yeah. This leads us nicely into, the reason why we obviously picked this movie is because, you know, it's an MCU movie. It's kind of like in this whole kind of phase two, was it phase two? Yeah. No, sorry. Phase one. Phase and, one. Um, and now fast forward to, you know, obviously the 10 years and we're in phase four and we've got a brand new Marvel movie hitting cinemas and Deval and I, we went out, we watched it and this is Eternals. And as we said at the beginning of the show, kind of like the hype has been, 
you know, huge with this movie. It's kind of like um, uh, Chloe Chloe Zhao, who's the the director of this movie. She won an Oscar for Nomadland, which we watched and we reviewed on the show. So kind of bringing this kind of like, you know, real, like, you know, heft behind this Marvel movie. And um, I got to say, Deval, like seriously, I was super, super kind of like, like, I was like, yeah, man, I want to watch this movie. I want to see where, which direction they're going to take Eternals into. Mm. And let, all right, what we'll do is let's do the setup. <laughs> let, let's do the setup. Let's do the setup. And then let's speak about the good stuff, right? And okay. then we can speak about all the other stuff. So let's do, let's do a nice, decent setup for our listeners. Where are we in this whole thing? It, it takes place after, obviously, uh, Avengers. Yeah, snap, uh, all of that. The snap, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so yeah, so like I said, it takes place in current, current history, which is actually technically 2023 or 2024. No, 2025, no. 2025, right? No, well, it's 2023. Five, it's a five-year jump, so whatever year yeah. it is, that's the year it is. But yeah, it's modern times. But saying that, these Eternals have been around for eons. They are not of, you know, human human uh, form they they were forged from uh, celestials who in the film actually now it says that celestials were there before the singularities right, of yeah. the of the infinity stones so it's, infinity it's saying stones. that celestials are basically the architects of the universe yeah so you know if we if, if we're around the table with people that are really deeply religious this is going to disturb them because they're not <laughs> teaching kids that celestials <laughs> are gods are their gods you know yeah. it's true <laughs> so, it's but true. anyway it's true yeah but yeah so the same thing celestials created a universe celestials created eternals then guard or look after certain planets that all, that will also give birth to new celestials so new mm. celestials are birthed from other celestials well, other objects in space, whether they're suns, whether they're planets, celestials are birthed from those. So that's what the Eternals are there for, to look after, you know, the, the gardeners, the caretakers. And that's the history of them. So over, over mil- millions of years, you see a bit of the history of Eternals over different time periods from Mesopotamia, from uh, Babylonian sort of times, yeah. all over history. Uh, and you see this play out. Uh, and then it comes to sort of modern times and, it seems the the deviants who are the the sort of other race that have come out uh, from the uh, the birth of of you know civilized or birth of creation. Uh, the deviants are the kind of evil ones who uh, want to cause mayhem and havoc and want to kill humans and kill life. So the Eternals are often always fighting the deviants to protect life forms. Uh, but then recent times, the deviants have come back. And now it looks like the, the Eternals are going to have to fight the Deviants to protect humankind. But, 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 it's not so simple. We find out that there's much more than meets the eye. It seems that the, 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 the main celestial, uh, what's his name? Uh, Arashem. Arashem, yeah. Arashem, the, the, the main celestial. It seems like he didn't tell everyone the truth. No. And the only Eternal that knew the full truth, uh, Salma Hayek's character, Ajak. Ajak. Uh, she didn't tell the rest of the Eternals the truth. Truth being that they are only there to look after their planet until the Celestial is born mm. from that planet, meaning that that planet Earth is going to be destroyed. And uh, obviously the, Celest- the, the Eternals, you know, uh, Gemma Chan's character, uh, Rob Rob Stark's character, which yeah. imagine <laughs> Angelina Jolie's character, uh, uh, Kumal Nanjigani's character, mm. uh, Brian Tyree, all the all the all the Eternals basically have been on Earth for thousands of years, and they've now they kind of like Earth. They don't want to move, you know. Yeah, yeah. So now they're kind of conflicted as to what to do. Do they listen to their their their, their creator? and just let the earth be destroyed by the birth of a new celestial? Or do they somehow try and fight the birth of the new celestial and go against their creator? So this is the dilemma that they're going against. So that's the kind of setup of the story. 
uh, and that's where we find that's, ourselves exactly that's and that's a great setup and so and just uh, so you know like we're going to be kind of there's going to be spoilers here spoilers, and we're going to yeah. be speaking about like post credit scenes and all that sort of stuff yeah. so listen if you haven't seen the movie stop right now and uh, come back and listen to this episode or watch this episode on uh, on YouTube yeah. so it's a great setup Devaldo and you're right there's this kind of conflict what do they do do they deal with the deviants or you know uh, do they let it kind of, you know, the Earth, planet Earth explode and, you know, give birth to this new uh, celestial or do they kind of protect? And, you know, and there is kind of like, you know, the, the crux of the story, isn't it? It's like, you know, they love the Eternals, especially Cersei, uh, who's Cersei, Cersei, um, who's played Cersei, by, yeah. yeah, Cersei is played by Gemma Chan. She loves the the humans. She's like, she's watched mm. them grow. She's kind of like interacted with them and everything and her love for the humans. Um, she's fallen in love with one, isn't she? She fell in love, in love with, with uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, with Dane, Jon Snow. Dane Whitman. Yeah, Jon yes, Snow. Yes, which we'll come to, which we'll come to in a bit. Um, so that's kind of like, you know, he's a, he's an important character. So she's fallen in love with him in, you know, present day, you know, England, they're in London and, you know, they get attacked and whatnot. So she's, you know, at a crossroads because she loves humans but at the same time, she's an eternal. Her job was to kind of, you know, um, you know, uh, I think her role is to kind of like, you know, cultivate life so that then another celestial can be born and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And then we get into this whole kind of saga of finding the different uh, Eternals because they've all been dispersed. And like you mentioned, uh, Kumail, he's uh, he's now in India. They go to India. He's a Bollywood yeah, the, superstar. I like that. I like the, yeah. the guy that that's with him. He's a... Uh... Oh, he's... Um... <laughs> His driver like, or something like that. Yeah, he's funny. Yeah, he's funny, man. <laughs> so they, you know, he they he brings a, you know, they bring a lot of humor. There's a lot of diversity. I've got to say, remember, this is the first Marvel movie yeah. which features a deaf character, yeah, which features a gay character, yeah, and um, and I'm assuming, yeah, this is the first brown superhero, yeah. right? Yes. Uh, On yeah. screen, this, you're right. The diversity is like all over the world. They touch every sort of race. Uh, uh, sort of gender or everything's touched literally so that's that was good yeah that was good to see i, I didn't yeah. complain at that actually if, if you saw first gay kiss actually as well huge oh yeah. and basically basically as a kind of like a little side note it's been uh the eternals has been is banned in um in certain gulf countries because of that because of the, yeah i can imagine yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so like united you know dubai yeah. like united Arab emirates and yeah. all that sort of places they I'm are sure st- even in china maybe they might edit out that kiss they might have a different version Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I'm <be> surprised. <laughs> or even Fastos might even be prominent on the poster or something. Oh yeah, they probably cut, probably cut him out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just like you know, um, and like you know, yeah, there, there could be some some shit like that. But you know, so the, so the one thing that I want to say, Marvel, they they're doing great. They, it's not just kind of like token representation. They are like you know pushing kind of as much as they can do and as much as they can in the 21st century. They are doing that. And like I said before, I was expecting uh, this vast, deep um, kind of, you know, a, a different types of, you know, heroes than what we've seen yeah. with Avengers. Because for how long, Deval, can they keep, you know, pushing the Avengers? We have to see new characters, right? Yeah, we've um, got to see we, someone new. Yeah, we've got to see someone new. And, you know, they, they're doing that. They're bringing that to us. And I don't know why, though, when I, whilst I was watching the movie, I just wasn't feeling it like I have felt like watching the countless other yeah. Marvel movies. And, yeah. you know, it, it's not the direction it, because the, the movie looks great. I watched it on a great, I didn't watch it in IMAX, but I watched it on, uh, it's called VMAX, which okay. you've got, you've got IMAX and then you've got VMAX, which is just a okay. bit smaller. So the sound is good great. Screen, want, good sound. Okay. Huge. Great sound. I watched it on that. It looks visually, it looks stunning and everything. The actors are all amazing. But what was it devout? I can't like, was it the story? I, I was think it I the know, fact that you know. it was baggage? For me, there's too many people. There's, the team's yeah. 10. They ain't even 10 <laughs> Avengers. <laughs> I mean, there wasn't 10 Avengers originally. Now there's like 50, but yeah, there's yeah. too many of them to, to start Huge. with. There were so many moments where it was just like talking and all that kind of stuff, setting yeah. things up, which you got to do because they're new characters. Exposition, yeah. Uh, that's the word, yeah. But it's just too many of them and you've got to try and cover them all, you know, and it's just just tricky to do that. 
Uh, and then some of their powers are just, they're Eternals. They're meant to be mad powerful. They, for me, they should be like mad powerful, but <laughs> mm, they weren't really all that powerful. And I, I don't know how, how, uh, how strong they were, like how, how much, mm. how, how durable they were. It's hard to really tell, but yeah, it just, I think it fell a little bit flat. Like there was one moment, I'm going to lie. There's one moment where I kind of almost fell asleep. I know. And then mean. a bit of action happened to wake me up. And I was like, oh, phew. This is the bit, <laughs> the, the forest fight scene. Yes. It was just, it was a bit lacking. It wasn't shit, yeah. but it was just a bit lacking for me. A little bit lacking. I hope the, I hope the sequel or whatever is going to be better. But there's too many of them, man. I mean, listen, I like, you know, the deviants, they, mm. um, I, it's I, just standard creatures. They seem like they're outriders from Infinity War. Them exactly. kind of creature things. And I was just like, man, wait, I don't know. I just felt like as if there's, if they've been created by, um, you know, there's a big kind of twist in the movie where actually the, the deviants are actually created by Arishem as well. And add a bit more character to them, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Add you know, add a bit more character to them, and then you know, one of the uh, one of the deviants starts killing off some of the Eternals and starts mm. absorbing their powers, and then mm. he starts turning into kind of like more human, like and well, I that was, was Bill Skarsgård, you know, it the, the clown. Yes, he it voiced him. it. What a waste! It's like we hardly even got to really. Yeah, I thought. Uh, you know what? I really thought. I thought that as he, as he was, uh, or it was sucking the power of the eternal, uh, mm. the Eternals. He was going to turn more and look more like a kind of like a Thanos type of a character. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. You know, yeah. I thought it was going to be like that, but there was this kind of like a whole big CGI kind mm. of like villain, mm. which you know Thanos is a CGI villain, but it's kind of. Oh, but he's got so much character. Character man. I love Come Thanos. On. Come ah. on, we've been spoilt with Thanos. Do you know that? Ah, Seriously. Mate, so he then was we, the best. We, we, yeah, we get these deviants and everything like that, right? And it's just kind of, it wasn't up there. And um, so a part of me is like, okay, great. We, we get to see the Eternals. You know, Salma Hayek, she's kind of the prime Eternal. And then mm. she basically dies. So you don't really see her a lot in the movie. So it's Gemma Chan's movie. And then, you know, there's Cer Cersei. And then her kind of relationship with... Um, with um, Rob Stark and you know Haddon Madden whatever his name is and he I felt like his was his acting was just an extension of Game of Thrones (laughs) he was a bit uh, like non-emotional throughout the whole film isn't it very kind of plain and he was meant to be this sort of Superman character he was like their strongest one why wouldn't they all give him powers like him I mean Arishem the the, the judge or whatever you call him give them all superpowers why just give him like powers each i know and the thing is right so the the, the twist is that um that he icarus, icarus his name is you know the character yeah. of icarus is really powerful and everything he superman too close like, to the sun oh yeah he did oh uh, that was that was so <laughs> oh, i'm so glad gosh. you noticed that so <laughs> on the he nose flew too close <laughs> oh my gosh he you know what it's, it was so on the nose i was just like oh my gosh like okay you're doing that uh, are you and then um, you know, the character that surprised me that i actually didn't think actually i didn't i didn't want her to be in the film but i didn't think she was too bad but jo- angelina jolie's jolie for some reason yeah she didn't actually i didn't mind her she was like, she yeah. was okay she was yeah. okay it's like she, she was like she was as angelina jolie i thought she'd demand too much of the screen, screen. or something but she kind of just like did her thing and i yeah. kind of liked that yeah, she yeah, did that, that thing. Good. She wasn't, you know, too much. No, you're ab- absolutely. You're absolutely right. And um, I was just like, okay, look. So, so the twist was that he knew he's the one who kind of he he turns a bit bad, even though he's he's supposed to be a good guy. He turns a bit mm. bad. So Icarus turns a bit bad. But then, right at the last minute, he does a you know he does an about turn, and then he kind of like sacrifices himself and everything. And then it's kind of like right, okay. I was like, oh gosh, mm. man. You know, um, so yeah, so the, so we're left with a group of Eternals. So the, the 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 number of Eternals is reduced. They're there, and then Arisham he gets annoyed because you know the the Eternals they save the day, and um, he's like, right, okay, I'm gonna judge you guys, and he he snaps, he takes them away into another dimension or whatnot, and. We're left with Dan Whit- You mentioned Dan Whitman, Deval. Mm. He's about to tell Cersei something. 
And tell us about this, because who is this character? Know. Yeah. Yeah, who is this so character? Dan Whitman in the character is uh, the, the, the Black Knight, and he wields the ebony blade. Yeah. And I think he was going to tell Cersei's character a bit about his family. I, I don't know if he's going to say that exactly, but he's going to say something. But uh, yeah, he's a deep character in the comics, and this sort of takes us to one of the post credit scenes, which I'll sort of talk about now because we're on the, on the subject. But we see... Uh, uh, Dan, Whit- Dan Whitman opening a box with a sword in it. The sword is like shrouded in some sort of like, you know, cloth, which has a few blood stains on it. See, the ebony blade is a deep, deep blade. It's kind of similar to the necro, the mm. necro sword that we're going to see in Love and Thunder. This blade's special abilities is the ability to entrap one's soul that it, of a person that's killed. Mm-mm. And the more souls it traps, the more it allures you. The more, the more almost drunk you get on capturing those souls, because it gives you more power. Right. So it kind of the, the the holder of the sword almost can be, you know, can be glamoured by it and be can be taken by it, you know, and can can actually, if they're not careful, they can become quite evil. He's got to be careful what he does going forward. But the sword kind of calls out to him in this moment. Calls out to him. Uh, and there's, there's, there's a Latin uh, word inscribed in the box, which translates to death is one's reward, I think it says. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely, yeah. And then you hear a voice in the back say, Dan Whitman, are you ready for that sword? I think it says. Yeah, because he's, he's about to touch it, right? About, yeah, and even you see, you see like some black sort of liquid type like stuff on the blade. The blade's coming something. to life, calling him. Yeah. yeah, you hear this voice, he turns around. We don't see who it is, but... Many people, including us, believe yeah. it could be none other than the Daywalker himself, Blade, who's oh. Maharshala Ali, who, you know, we know is going to be coming out in a couple coming. of years' time. But, yeah. I mean, I don't know what you think about this, whether it's a good match, whether you think it is, it's actually him, or maybe it's the Watcher. Some people say it's the Watcher. I mean... If it was the Watcher, I would be like, if, they, if it was the Watcher, they, they should have they should definitely get Jeffrey Wright. And then mm. I think he has such a distinct voice. I think we would have kind of got it, but uh, okay. the blade that does mm. sound about right. And, mm. you know, there's this kind of maybe dark connection there and like, you know, so mm. yeah, it kind of makes sense. But the thing is, we've now been introduced to another Marvel character. Mm. Um, and, you know, like Deval said, he can, he's the wielder of the sword, which has been in his family for generations. And if he's not mm. too careful, it can basically take hold of him. So there's that kind of post scene. And uh, then we kind of watch the, obviously the credits as is usual with Marvel. Uh, you know that there's going to be another nugget, which is kind of, um, yeah. you know, and that's one of the great things about Marvel movies. It's um, it's the tease, isn't it? At the end yeah. of the movies, Devel, which is like of what's to come. Yeah. And that is what is exciting. And I have to say, right, before watching this movie, silly me or silly people who put leaks oh, online this is the thing you found out yeah this is the thing that i saw ah. and i i wasn't happy about the actor that they kind of got to Are you talking you know, about the the first post credit scene where the eternals are on the ship yes the, the eternals are on some of the well some of the eternals are on their ship and, and they're saying that they haven't seen the other eternals for a few weeks they're searching yes. for them and then a portal opens up or something on the ship and opens up and then pip the troll comes out yeah who's uh voiced by Patton oswald yes and uh he's chatting about something something and he's saying he's sort of uh giving the entrance uh, announcement to someone else coming through the portal who we get to see at the last second but he announces him as uh brother of thanos yes and conqueror of so and so and and you think, shit, brother of Thanos. As soon as he said that, I knew who he meant. Yeah. And I thought, oh shit, Star Fox. Yeah, Star Fox. Oh, yeah. Eros. And then we saw eventually walking through. And the funny thing is, even when I saw it, I didn't know who he was. I thought his face looked familiar. Yeah. But I didn't realize it was Harry Styles. I didn't realize. Harry Styles, man. I was just like, oh, I didn't my realize. Gosh. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I mean, look, no dissing the guy. He's great as in one direction, whatever I'm told and everything like that. Mm. And um, I don't know. I just was kind of that whole thing, like, you know, him 
like I read about it online. I saw kind of like, you know, a picture of it and everything like that, yeah, right? And okay. I wasn't, the, but the fact that we were getting to see Thanos' brother is great mm. because now we've we're introduced to another mm. Marvel character. So we've got Dan mm. Whitman and now we've got Eros, like, you know, AKA Star Fox and everything. And his whole thing is, is like, you know, he's kind of like the, the complete opposite of Thanos. Like, yeah. you know, the jovial, the happy, yeah. the happy-go-lucky type of person. a ladies' man as well from what I hear. A ladies' <laughs> man, exactly. So, and he kind of gives a wink at uh, yeah. Athena in there as well so that's kind of yeah. like interesting I think Eros so, is the Greek god of love isn't it I think or yes and something like that so like a natural kind of maybe a pair up with Angelina Jolie but I don't see that kind of happening because mm. like you know but listen look so we're going to definitely get to see more of Eros and yeah. um so this sets up kind of like Eternals part two or I don't know but where else can we yeah. see him in yeah because uh, we're going to have to see we're going to have to find the rest of the Eternals uh, and they need they need, they need to be judged by Erishim or whoever's going to judge. Maybe it's a living tribunal. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, don't don't forget, we've still got the half body of a celestial sticking out of the water in the Indian Ocean. By yes. the way, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot going on. That's the celestials. They got some cleaning up to do. They got exactly. A mess. And and that thing so great that you touched on that that thing sticking celestial sticking out of the ocean. They're saying that is what triggers the underwater ocean event Namor Namor oh shit so could that have affected the whole because remember they needed to uh, join to, the, the, the Eternals needed to join together to be able to mm. subdue the celestial that's yeah. you know within the planet and everything like that and maybe yeah. that is you know something um, but yeah look you know we're definitely going to be seeing obviously more and um, was there a thing at the end which said the Eternals will return I think so yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think. Well, I reckon they obviously will return. This movie will mm. take a, a lot of money at the box office. And the crazy thing is, though, Deval, let's finish on this. It's the lowest rated Marvel movie on um, on. I think it's got fifty three percent on Rotten yeah. Tomatoes. I mean, you can't always look at that, and you mm. know, for mm. that to mean that it's a shit movie. It's not shit. Mm. it's you know it's just not probably what we were expecting and maybe that's because mm. we were expecting too much Deval were much. we yeah I wasn't expecting too much to be honest myself but I, I know what you mean it's like you do want something to be good when it comes to Marvel you see this yeah. whole crew of Eternals being delayed a year mm. but yeah I can see expectations could be a bit higher than normal but for me myself I was I wasn't too bothered yeah 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 it, it's kind of you know you put it at the back over there with Thor 2 with yeah. um like Iron Man three and Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You know, that could just hope, sit at the back of the class. The, I hope that the new crop of characters and so on don't carry on like this because I don't want it to be a thing where, okay, we're just gonna like the old characters. We're just gonna like you know, Thor, we're just gonna like Spider Man, we're just gonna like Captain America, yeah. we're just gonna like Iron Man, we're just gonna like these ones that we know of. The new ones, uh, I hope it's not like that. So Absolutely, Wait, absolutely. So listen, folks, go check it out. Uh, go check out the movie. Ugh. And um, yeah, let us know what you think. Get in touch with us on Instagram at Flicksters, you know, and let us know whether or not we were talking shit, whether or not you agreed with us, you disagreed with us, whether like, you know, it's, um, yeah, if it's your cup of tea. So uh, Devout, I think, I mean, we've gone on for quite a bit. I think we might have to save The Harder They Fall for an, for next week's episode. How's that? Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Okay. Yeah, we can do that. Well, have you got? Oh, have you got time now? We can sneak it in if you want. All right, let's do it. Sneak it in. I I don't mind. Uh, I don't mind. I want to speak about this movie. I love. Okay. Go ahead. Before I love this movie. Um, (laughs) James Samuel, who's the director of The Harder They Fall. I did not know this. He's a British film director. Not only a film director, he's actually a music producer. He's what? worked on, yeah, man. He's worked on, he's worked with Adele. Seriously, go on. If you go check out his kind of like Wikipedia page, this guy has been like, he's in the movie, uh, in the in the music scene for a while. Mm. And this is his, basically his debut. He's done like a short film before, but this is his film debut. Wow. He wrote it. He produced it, co-produced it. He was the composer and um, I think we're going to be seeing a lot more of this guy. But here's some interesting pieces of information. Cynthia Revo, Wesley Snipes, Sterling mm. K. Brown, they were the original cast members. And um, they basically had to pull out of the show, pull out of production because of COVID. 
Okay. Production overran and uh, the pandemic hit. Someone in the, um, uh, like a, a, um, a background actor caught COVID and then they basically had to kind of like, you know, it, it messed things up. And now yeah. we've got Delroy Lindo, Idris Elba, mm, mm. Regina King. We've got Zazie oh, Beetz, mm. Lakeith Stanfield. Mm. We've got Jonathan Majors. Mm. And um, I tell you what, man, this is, uh, I wrote this down. Uh, what is it? It's um, at the beginning of the movie, there's a little kind of title that says, this film is a fictional film, but yeah. these people existed. So yeah. what this is, right, is a reimagining of that era, the Western mm. era, because all the movies, Deval, that I watched growing up as a kid, Fistful of Dollars and kind of like, you know, Once Upon a Time in the West and Unforgiven. Well, mind you, Unforgiven did have like a black character in there. But I mean, mm. it's all obviously you know, white people in there and like, mm. you know, black characters were kind of secondary. This movie has, you know, African-Americans at basically the forefront. They mm. are, it's their story. Mm. And here's a quote from the director. It says, if you remove women and people of color from the storylines of the old West, you don't necessarily have the old West at all. So mm. what I think is this is kind of like, you know, the new old West we're seeing kind of these stories because, you know, people of color were part of kind of like the old West and mm. the breakdown of the story is kind of like great. It's Jonathan majors who plays Nat love. And, um, it starts off with, you know, this family, you know, they're basically having, you know, uh, dinner and there's a knock on the door and there's a real mean looking guy. You don't really get to see the face, but all you see is him walking into the house and the old man, the, the, the kind of the preacher in the house saying, please, not my kids, not my wife, mm. not in, not right now. And basically you just see them being gunned down. Mm. And then a 10 year old boy is basically getting his forehead carved by this person. Right. And that person then grows up to be Nat Love. And, you know, that's played by Jonathan Majors. And he's basically, you know, he and his crew are, you know, they, they, they're looking for basically this, you know, this one person called Buck. Um, what was his name? Buck what? Can you remember what his name was? Uh, Buck Satin. <laughs> Buck Satin, uh, played by Idris Elba. And yeah. basically, um, Deval, I mean, I've got to say, man, the music was brilliant. It kind of yeah. had a, a Tarantino feel. And the reason yes. why I say that, say, it had yeah. a Tarantino feel. It was co-produced by Lawrence Bender, who produced a lot of Tarantino's movies. Mm. But more importantly, you know, I'm not sure if you remember this kind of, this kind of debate or this controversy, you know, like people like Spike Lee mm. really took aim at Quentin Tarantino for using the N-word in okay. movies like the you know the hateful eight and mm. Django Unchained and stuff like that, right? And in this movie, I thought it was quite unique. They do not use the N word at one. all. Mm. They do not use this one they say, incident. This, this Negro. They say this Negro. Oh, see, or they say Negro. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah they use that. Yeah. yeah. And there's this one bit right where a, where a white character is a, mm. maybe about to say the N word yeah. and he gets his head blown off, which I thought was just brilliant. <laughs> and Lakeith Stanfield was like, well, may, he was, maybe he could have said Ninkan poop. <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> it was brilliant. It's such a brilliant kind of story. Yeah. And maybe I'm selling it. I'm not, I'm not explaining the plot line, but basically it's, it's Jonathan Majors, he, he and his no, crew. You set it up well. It's like a revenge. It's like a revenge film, isn't it? Revenge story, which a lot of uh, sort of westerns kind of are. But you're right. This was a very, very colourful, very vibrant. The cast for me, I don't like westerns. You know, I don't like westerns. <laughs> I know. I, but know I enjoyed this film more than I enjoyed Eternals because yes. the film had so many different aspects that drove the, the film forward. Characters, the dialogue, the music, the setting. It was it was a cool film. It was actually a cool film, literally, and yeah, and all the all the actors in it, Idris to uh, Zazi Beats. Uh, I, I did like the key Stansfield's character. He was it's so really calm, oh, but he's so man. deadly. Those yes. are the sort of characters you see in a lot of like manga, a lot of those manga animations yeah. where you see like a calm kind of cat who's just like, and you know, they're the killers with kill the people sword with one swipe. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, he's just. 
he was good, but they were all good. They were all good. Literally, yeah. it, was, it was a good film. I liked, I liked it. it. I really, really enjoyed it. Listen, I mean, I, I, I kind of, I think it had like kind of uh, a lim- It's got a limited cinema release. Yeah, and it, it is yeah. a movie which would play really, really well yeah. in a cinema because obviously, yeah. like thirty-five millimeter, like you know, great directing, mm. great colors. Yeah, and um, you know, it definitely has that Western vibe. And um, I, I was just like, you know what, it's great seeing Idris Elba up there and seeing Delroy Lindo. As a baddie too. As mm. a baddie as well. And uh, I just thought they're really well-written characters and you should definitely go and see it. It's bloody. Lots of obviously gunfights in there. Yeah. Lots yeah. of shooting and whatnot. And Jonathan Majors devour this guy, man, Kang. Mm. Kang the Conqueror. We're going to be it's seeing right, more of him. It's all right. He's good, man. He's good. He's good. He's good. So, um, yeah, that's a big thumbs up from me. And for me, I've got to say, that's movie of the week for me. Okay, there you go. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. All right. I think that's it, man. That's all we've got time for. That's one hour. Yep, one hour. Bob's your uncle. Uh, And yeah, write that review. Get your Disney Plus subscription. And peace out. Till next time. And don't forget to follow us on... Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Just pop in the Flixsters podcast.